Welcome to another edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast. I'm Julia Cummings. Oh, you're opening. Okay. (laughs) And I'm Steve Cummings. And we are sitting here at our kitchen table. Yep. Talking to you guys today. Yep. Anyone who will listen. Yep. Um, Today, do you want to... I'm introing because you're going to intro the subject. I'm going to intro the subject. We were talking about... um, you are not so parents of adult children. You are not responsible for your mate's relationship with your adult children. Yes. Right. Yes. There's a lot we can say on that, and I would say that uh, I have struggled with that in in the sense that you know if um, you were were something happened where maybe the kids upset you somehow, mm-hmm. or something in life is just happening, you know. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm I'm behind the scenes. I don't want to see my my wife suffer and we never and again this whole thing is about i'm i I love my wife i love my adult kids i don't want to see them suffer so i'm going to try i'm a performer and a fixer uh, by nature i'm sure a lot of us men are like that and maybe a lot of a lot of women out there too and so i want to talk you know to go around you Mm -hmm. and talk to the kids and saying hey y'all are talking about this or that and the other and that's upset mom because these other things you don't understand have been happening and blah, blah, blah. And so what I really want to do is get them to either apologize or be aware of it. And I was just kind of like all over the map. And that was a good thing. So I'm getting, as I say, I'm getting better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and things. And so, yeah. And what you were mentioning too is like, and there's other situations where we've got other relationships with friends where I am not responsible for your relationship with the kids. You have your relationship with them. And I have mine. And yes. you, that can't bleed over. What else do you want to have to say towards that? Well, I just, that's a, it's a super important concept. Um, it's very much about boundaries. And it's very hard to do. Right. Um, you know, we, if any of you listen to the broadcast with our youngest son, Jackson, um, Steve talked about that their relationship was kind of difficult growing yes. with him when he was growing up. I was constantly trying to make everything better all the time i was constantly the go-between i was constantly exhausted i had broken ribs because of it yeah <laughs> no i'm kidding i <laughs> cried a lot um because i saw it from the outside and it was very frustrating to me and gosh jackson was probably in high school um and i was actually going to see a therapist and in the course of a con- the conversation with the therapist, she told me her own story that her husband and her one of her sons didn't have a great relationship. And they would both come to her and talk to her about the other one. Mm-hmm. And so she was always in the middle and she right. was really frustrated. And so she told me this story about one night she sat down with the two of them at dinner. And I think he must have been living at home at the time. And um, I think he was probably in his late teens, early 20s at the time. And she sat down at dinner with them. And she basically just right there, she called them out in front of each other. And she said, you always say this about him. And he always says this about you. And I'm out. And she got up from the table and walked away and let them talk. And she got herself out of the mix. And she said, and at the time that we were having this conversation, her son was now in his 30s. Hmm. And she said, those two are so close now. Hmm. And 
for me, that was super eye opening. Mm-hmm. And it was a message to me that I needed to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked really hard at getting out of the way. Um, this goes on to a story later where we were having a really hard time in our marriage. And Jackson was college age at this point. But the issues still would come up. There were still issues that would come up between Steve and I. And there was just this one day that Steve kind of got in my face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not laughing because I enjoyed it. I'm trying to see where this is going. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to be nice, but it was an ugly moment. You don't have to be nice. It was an ugly moment where Steve kind of got in my face and he said, it is up to you to make this relationship better. Oh. And I stayed quiet and I looked at you square in the eye and I said, this isn't my relationship. This is your relationship with him. Now again, in a normal circumstance, that conversation between Steve and I probably wouldn't have happened but our marriage was in trouble. Yeah, there was at other stuff point. beneath the surface. There was that a lot was of going stuff on. We don't need to on. get into that, but yeah, but so there, so but that was something that was said, and I can tell you that today, and you heard Jackson if you listen to the conversation. Steve and Jack have a great relationship. I learned how to step out. Steve learned how to step in. Steve learned how to listen, and. They have a good relationship now. Well, and even in that, during the podcast, and that's the one that uh, aired the week of June 27th, you want to go back and look at that in, in the list, I think it's titled um, uh, Going to the Sidelines When when You Have to Step Away. Yeah. I stepped away, and that made all the difference in his life, in our yeah. relationship. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Steve let other men speak into Jack for a time and kind of stepped out of parenting. Really, right, and that's what needed. That's what's needed, and that's kind of part of even what has led us to this podcast, is because when you have adult children, you have to learn to step out as the parent. You are shifting from parenting to partnering, right? And then even within that, what I heard you say is, you know, as as a mom uh, and things with your adult child and your spouse, um, or even the other way around. You know, it can also be, hey, uh, the husband uh, is having a good relationship with the, a certain adult child, but mom is not. Right. And you're getting at both ends. You know, the, the adult child's complaining about mom here, and mom might be offloading to you, and and then you want to sit those two together and go, look, you, we're not respon- I'm not responsible for fixing what's different between and you. And again, we've gotten really, and again, it takes really good boundaries. It's like, you need to go talk to that person. We do the same thing with our adult children. Hey, go talk to that person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't bring it here. Uh, because when, when they're little, you remember when you're little, Billy did this, Susie did that. And, <laughs> and then we go solve the problem. If you allow that to happen into adulthood, that it stops working. Yeah. It doesn't even really work when they're little, honestly. But because um, <laughs> when you get in the middle, well, they, what's kind of funny? They start to make you a puppet. What's funny is you'd lock them in the room and say, "You guys go work it out." Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a similar thing here. Yeah. You know, one of them's your spouse, one of them's your adult ch- child. And you're like going, "You two need to work this out." Like right. you said, that one story you shared. I'm done. Yeah. You need to work this out. But for the for the adult parent partner, <laughs> well, I'm getting confused here. <laughs> For you parents of adult children, if you're one of those uh, partners and 
your spouse is having a difficult relationship, and, and then we haven't even talked about what happens in in a divorce situation. Yeah, that that gets that gets even messier. Messier, which we can go down there in a second. But what we're saying is, again, keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat open. It almost works with your spouse too. Yeah, don't and, fix. You know, it also works when your children aren't getting along with each other. It's it's not up to you to fix it. Right. Um. I can again. I can tell a story of our own children. Um, there were two of them that weren't necessarily getting along for a while. Someone who moved away. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it just got it just got so bad. And I just remember sitting down with one of them, I think, and I finally just said, "You know what? If this is going to continue like this, I'm not going to have family gatherings anymore." Because I can't right. deal with what you guys are doing. Right. And it's affecting the whole family and you need to stop. Right. And that we talked about that story when we were talking to Jamie Lynn. Uh, was in it her Jamie story. Lynn or Campbell? That was, anyway, the whole anyway. point was, probably him too, the whole point was we, we abided by what our, our, our counseling is to y'all right now. And we, we moved out, we moved from Orange County to Portland and we left our three adult children living in the same house, and they started not getting along, or at least two of them did. And we're like going, you know what? They're adults. They'll figure it out. And we stayed out of it to a certain point where then we saw it fracturing so much. We said, if we don't step in, that's when you said, look, we won't be able to do family gatherings anymore. Yeah. And they've healed that relationship Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and things. So, um, But it does require stepping out and um, allowing people to figure out their relationships themselves. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't um, call each of your kids out. Like, that's kind of what I did with with one of them when I sat them down. I just said, I'm not going to have family get-togethers anymore. Well, I'm not playing referee either. Yeah, if this is the way it's going to be, because this isn't going to be fun for anyone. So if you want family gatherings... So I had to call him out and say, you... You guys stop this, you know, um, and that's up to them though to still work it out. Right now, you could offer to pay for counseling for the two of them and for your spouse and a child. You know, you could get them to a counselor, um, but again, it's got to be up to them. It's got to be up to them to have the conversation, to want to have the conversation, right. to want to have the relationship. And you know what? It really, it goes back to um, being equipped to have good conversation and being a good listener, even in that situation, yeah. saying, go with a humble heart, listen to the other person. Yeah. You know, we have talked about uh, what's called IFABs, mm-hmm. which are our feeling statements. And IFAB stands for I feel about because. So for example, I feel um, irritated about the way you did such and such because you, I never get to do that and you always get to do that. Whatever. I'm picturing a, a sibling conversation there. Yeah, yeah. And the reason for communicating it that way is you're not telling the person and pointing at them saying, you always do this and you, all that becomes is a boxing match. Yeah. There will be no healing of any relationship. Uh, and this, this goes for every level of relationship. It goes for marriage. It goes for, for parent-child. It goes for sibling to sibling. You cannot resolve a relationship and come to agreement and understanding because you need to listen and some and you need to get off that that um merry-go-round and it takes all it takes is one person to do that and we should probably do a whole podcast on emotions uh emotions 101 we've talked a lot about it in different podcasts but not one fully on that so maybe that's for an upcoming podcast so 
And even within an IFAB statement, because your IFAB statement was fine, (laughs) (laughs) but But, um, you did use you statements. So even within an IFAB statement, you you have to work hard to try to not put the you in there. Right. Um, And on the feeling part, you can't say I feel like or I feel that because those aren't feelings. No, they're thoughts. Those Those are statements of reason. Yeah. 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 So anyway... But we, yeah, like you said, we can talk about that another time. All right. So I, I'm not, I, we don't want to, you don't want to go around behind your spouse's back to fix problems with those relationships. Anything different for um, uh, parents of adult children who are divorced? It's just messy. You know, the. Um, like, you know, I, I'm picturing an adult child just always complaining about dad to mom, or maybe it's vice versa. Yeah, one of the things, you know, when your kids are younger and you get divorced, one of the things that the court will always stress is don't put your ex-spouse in a bad light to your child. That's like a big no-no. It's really hard for divorced people to yeah, do. Yeah, very hard. I'm the right and one it, and they're the wrong one. And it screws up their kids for, yeah. you know, a long time. Um, so really, like where I would go with that, is always be encouraging the relationship, even if you don't like the other person, even if you think they might be a bad bad influence on your child, even an adult child. Um, you still need to be encouraging that relationship because every child needs a father and every child needs a mother. Right, and I don't think anything changes. You're still going to say, you need to go talk to mom right. or you need to go talk to dad. Yeah, you need to encourage them to have that conversation. Yeah, they're the they're the adult. Let them learn to do that. Yeah. you can coach them through that. Yeah, let's you know let's role play it. Let me pretend yeah. I'm I'm dad right now. How how would we approach that? Right. You know what's the way to have the conversation? And anytime you're delivering, I did this with my own dad. Anytime you're delivering quote unquote the bad news, which is the stuff you want to say, this is what's really triggering or bugging me. You want to deliver good news first. You want to say, hey, I. Enjoy the relationship. You bring this to me. I love this about you. Da 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 da. Here are some instances where I'm struggling in our relationship. Boom, boom, boom. You lay it out, and then you come back with the good stuff, saying, you know, overall, I'm in I, the relationship here. I really have an, a desire and an intention to kind of grow it uh, more. So always deliver that communication in a sandwich. In a sandwich. Yeah. In a sandwich. And that's that's very wise. Hold um, the mustard. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot more to say about that. Just stay out of it. And as we've stated before, I think we stated in a couple of, uh, messages ago talking about, um, don't text. Yeah. Texting is, yeah. Texting is only for informational purposes. You can't, you can't get into deep conversation through texting. Yeah. And if your adult child is doing that, pick up the phone, pick up FaceTime. Yeah. Do it face to face. Have or, a relationship. Just and say, a, "Hey, we'll talk about this next time I see you." Yeah. Um, or or whatever. Things get misinterpreted all the time. Yeah, yeah. The one thing too, I, as uh, we're talking about divorce, the one thing too that I might suggest when it's a divorce situation, don't allow yourself or your child to think of themselves as a victim. Right. It's easy within a divorce 
to see yourself as a victim, especially if you got screwed over in some way, um, you know, an unfaithful so you spouse, see a victim. or you didn't get the money, or whatever it is, it's easy to look at what you went through as being a victim. Describe what that looks like. I mean, we throw that out a lot because we know what it means, but to someone who's like, well, what do you mean don't be the victim? Because sometimes people might be doing that, not realizing that they are. What does that look like right. when you say, don't be the victim? <sighs> Is it the woe is me? It's kind of, yeah. The world's against me. I want to say that your overall lens is that I'm suffering. I'm suffering. I'm the martyr. Is it the martyr complex? It can be. Um, but it's, I, I, I got screwed over. I'm blah, blah, blah. We've got to find a way. And this is easier said than done, you guys. Because honestly... I'm a glass is half empty person. Right. Steve is a glass and you, and you is struggled. half full person. You struggle with that. And I, I struggle with this. Is figuring out how to look at the positive, how to be grateful yes. for what you do have and not focus on what you don't have. Yes. Um, I guess if you're always complaining and grumbling, that might be an indicator yeah. That you could have a victim mentality. Yeah. Um, getting up in the morning saying, I am grateful that this happened. Yes, things sucked. But if you if you if you continue to go there and live in that space, you will slowly over time probably develop that victim mentality mindset because you're you're creating a lens for how you're gonna see the rest of life and it could be related to work and other relationships. And it's like, yes, this always happens to me, da da da, da. And, and you know, you're heading down that road and you gotta get back and go, time out. There is a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. And yes, bad circumstances happen, but I'm going to allow it to define me. Right. I think that's the key. Right. And I think a big piece of that when you feel like a victim is you somehow feel like you don't have a voice in your life. So my encouragement, again, I'm, I say this all the time, go get some counseling and talk to somebody about that. Because if, if that is how your life feels to you, if you feel oppressed, um, chances are you feel somehow like you just don't have a say in yep. your life. Yep. And the truth of the matter is you do. Yep. Um, we choose what we focus on and what we don't focus on. You know, and I use as an example for this, you know, we had the privilege in, gosh, so many years ago, 2006 to go to Africa. Yep, Kenya. And we visited the... Children's projects? Yeah, but like the the area where they basically... Oh, the dump. The dump, We went to the dump, and it smelled like a dump. Yeah, and this woman... Yeah, in Nairobi. And this woman invited us into her home. I remember that. I have never seen a woman glow so much. And when I say home, it's it's a shack. It was a shoebox. It was... Her whole home. I think only two of us could fit in there at a time. We had to stand outside. Yeah. We kind of went in and out. I think yeah. we did have a prayer time in the home. Oh, she was glowing. She was glowing that we could be in her home. Yes. That meant the world to her. And it was a literal shack <laughs> that was, you know, these projects are kind of put up with boards and, you yeah. know. Whatever you and find. Kind of, yeah. And they've created this whole big, long village shanty town a shanty town that's the word for it and you know oftentimes when i get that victim mentality my mind goes to that 
because we have so much in America that yeah. we think if we don't have yeah. what everybody else yeah. has, that we are somehow... We complain because we don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Our Wi-Fi went out or We're, can't get a bar. We see ourselves as victims. Yeah. And so I go to that and I just think, gosh, man, if you need perspective, go on a missions trip. Go feed the poor. Go do something yeah. that gets you out of this North American lifestyle and way of thinking. So, and the, the re- whole reason why I brought that up is when you see yourself as a victim in divorce, mm-hmm. you can pass that on to your kids. Yeah. If your kids see the other parent as victimizing them on some level, teach your kids to have a voice. I don't care if they're 30. Right. Teach them, tell them, yep. go and talk to that person. Go and have a voice. Speak up. Tell them you don't like this. Speak up for yourself. If you've lost your voice, learn right. to get it back. Right. And so, going back to uh, the the topic of this podcast is don't interfere with your spouse in your relationship with your adult children. But you're we were talking about what can cause those issues, and that's how we kind of got to where we did right uh, and things. But um, I wanted to mention this, and I'm taking a chance here with my wife looking in her eyes, that if you're looking for a counselor, you want someone you can trust that can talk to you about these issues, I'm looking in the eyes of one uh, who is a uh, counselor here in the state of Georgia, and you can do virtual counseling across the country. So if you want to get some time with Julia, go to meadowbrookcounselingga.com, and her phone number's there. Give her a call. Set up some time. And I'm going to throw this out there, hon, that if they mention the Parent Pivot podcast, we're going to give them a discount rate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sound like a, like a plan? Yeah, we yeah. can do that. We can do that and stuff. So um, if you're struggling with any of that, you got some more questions, you want to get 50 minutes of time with uh, Julia Julia on her, on that, go to MeadowbrookCounselingGA.com. Um, there's a space there for you to give her a text or a phone call and set up some time. She would love to have you. The other way you get in touch with us is on Facebook. If you're not, if you're on Facebook, we are hearing from people all the time now. Please go to Facebook and uh, share the web page of the Parent Pivot Podcast there. Share it on your feed. We'd love to get more and more people there. Let us know what you're liking and not liking. You can comment there. You can also get a hold of us at parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else before we say goodbye? Nope. Just remember, you're not responsible for other people's relationships. There you have it, folks. We will see you next time on the Parent Pivot Podcast. Bye.